The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank. ComBank's Next Chapter program provides services and support to help those impacted by financial abuse. It's part of their commitment to supporting the financial well-being of customers and communities. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Wednesday the 18th of November. In your Squiz today, Scott Morrison's quick trip to Japan, crisis in Ethiopia, Swifty v Scooter again, and we're hiring. This is your Squiz today. Heading overseas these days, Claire, is quite the logistical challenge. So the fact that Prime Minister Scott Morrison is visiting Japan says a lot about just how important that relationship is. As we talked about last week, the trip has seen Morrison become the first world leader to meet the new Prime Minister of Japan, Yoshida Suga, face-to-face since he took over from Shinzo Abe in September. And it's Prime Minister Scott Morrison's first overseas trip since the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. It's a big deal, as you say, to go overseas these days. But what has been happening in Japan in the last 24 hours uh, are some big next steps that have been taken to inking a landmark military deal with Japan. What it is, is after six years of negotiating, a reciprocal access agreement uh, is going to be made between Australia and Japan that would see the forces of each other's countries be able to work uh, and do military exercises and visit the other country. Uh, It requires a whole lot of agreement before that can happen. What we do know is the feeling is mutual between Australia and Japan. Suga called Morrison before any other foreign leader, including US President Donald Trump, when he became Prime Minister recently, Claire. These displays of affection, according to the experts, seem to be pointed at someone. China, perhaps. Yeah, China really is the context of all of this. Japan, of course, has some quite sensitive issues that it's dealing with, uh, with its big, powerful neighbour. And of course, Australia has had its own problems with China of late. Uh, What that means is that we're both looking for someone else in the region that we can rely on, uh, not just economically between our countries, but also strategically. Scott Morrison will be in Japan for less than 24 hours, reports say, before returning to Canberra where he'll quarantine at the lodge for two weeks. Overnight, the United Nations has said that a full-scale humanitarian crisis is unfolding in Ethiopia, Claire. It hasn't had much access to Ethiopia. None of the humanitarian organisations have. But what has happened is that at least 27,000 Ethiopians have fled over the Sudanese border. That's expected to get up to as many as 200,000 people. And it's understood that there is some quite violent fighting that's happening in that northern region. Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed says that his government's military operation in that Tigray region is in its final phase after an ultimatum ran out that really has worried uh, those humanitarian organisations about what could be next. Yeah, as you said, they've been denied access and also information's hard to come by as the internet has been taken offline in that part of Ethiopia. 
Over to the Caribbean now, where in Nicaragua, they're experiencing dangerous storm surges and torrential rainfall. That's the fault of Category 4 Hurricane Iota. It's weakening a bit at the moment as it goes across that land, but it hit that region with 250 kilometre per hour winds last night. It's heading towards Honduras and also Guatemala. Uh, Those three nations were also hit hard by Hurricane Eta just two weeks ago. Uh, Iota is the strongest hurricane to hit the region this year. And there have been so many hurricanes this year that officials have had to resort to using letters of the Greek alphabet to name them. Yeah, it's a part of the world that's very familiar with this kind of weather. But the numbers are still staggering. The Red Cross yesterday upped its estimate of the number of people it believes will need natural disaster aid from 100 million to 200 million over the next 30 years. To what is happening down in South Australia, Claire, and there is now 21 COVID cases all linked to that one cluster. Yeah, and there's another 14 suspected cases that are being monitored. What South Australian authorities said yesterday is that they've got about 4,000 people connected to those confirmed to have the virus in quarantine and that it's really focused on acting quickly to stop the spread. As we know, this affects us all. WA, the NT, Queensland and Tassie have all changed their border measures for South Australians, something our Federal Health Minister is none too happy about pointing out that as it stands, South Australia does not meet the national definition of a hotspot. For a refresh, the Commonwealth defines a COVID-19 hotspot in a metropolitan area as having a rolling three-day average of 10 locally acquired cases per day. The tit-for-tat between Taylor Swift and Scooter Braun took another turn yesterday, Claire. Quick recap. Scooter Braun is the record label executive who owns the rights to Swifty's first six albums, something Taylor Swift has been very publicly unhappy about. Now it looks like they've been sold by Scooter Braun to an investment fund. Yes, and she says that it's the second time that her music has been sold without her knowledge. Uh, She was interested in talking to the new owners. They're an investment firm called Shamrock Holdings, but she said she found out that Braun is going to continue to profit from her old music under the arrangement. So she's walked away from that. She also says that she's committed to re-record those albums in a part of her bid to devalue those original master recordings. Yeah, the background to all of this is that when someone owns the rights, they profit on any use of the music. A French broadcaster, Claire, has accidentally published the obituaries of a number of high-profile people, including the Queen. Yeah, if you think you had a bad day at the office yesterday, uh, Radio France International really had a bad one. A technical glitch on its system saw its pre-written obituaries going up online. Uh, That meant it killed off the Queen, uh, icons Pelé and Brigitte Bardot, also the Iranian Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, uh, Jimmy Carter, Yoko Ono, the list goes on and on. And published it. And published it. It had to say that. Um, Yeah, that was a bit of a mistake. Anyone who's worked in news will think that they're very organised to have them all pre-prepared, but (laughs) certainly don't want to be publishing them. And Claire, a bit of news from Squeeze HQ before we finish up. We're hiring. 
We are hiring. We're looking for a writer, for a researcher, maybe someone, Kate, even to help us co-host podcasts. Yeah, we never um, know. To come and join the team. We're growing and we're really excited about adding to it. We're keeping an open mind about how to structure the role. Most important for us is someone who fits in with the Squiz team, which is why our audience seems to be the best place to start. So if you like the Squiz, if you're a bit of a news buff, if you're interested in dabbling in a bit of podcasting, shoot us an email and CV to hello at thesqueeze.com.au. That email address is in your episode notes and we'll take it from there. Finally, Claire, I have very good news. Oh, what's your good news? Well, today voting closes for the Australian Podcast Awards, Listener's Ah. Choice Awards, so we won't be asking people to vote anymore. (laughs) We're done. I'm sure that'll be a great relief to a lot of people listening. No more hassling you to vote. You do still have about 12 hours to jump on to australianpodcastawards.com forward slash vote and vote for the squeeze today. I had to get it in there. (laughs) I'm glad that we'll be moving past that. Moving past that phase. That's it. Thank you so much to everyone who has voted. Enjoy your Wednesday, State of Origin, Game 3 tonight in Brisbane. Go the Blues. Until tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. A message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP.